What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is Naked Pine. Naked Pine. M.I.P. With Mark Thompson. Get woke. Folks, as you know, another jobs report has been released. We're happy to have with us on Make It Plain the principal deputy assistant secretary for employment and training. Assistant Secretary Angela Hanks from the Department of Labor. Assistant Secretary Hanks, Madam Secretary, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me today. Uh, well, it's a pleasure to have you. Well, first of all, let's talk a bit. Uh, you're, this is the first time you've joined us. Let's let our audience know a little bit about who you are and what you do. What is uh, in your purview uh, when it comes to employment and training? Yes. So um, I, as you mentioned, I'm the Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary in the Employment and Training Administration. And at the moment, I'm acting uh, Assistant Secretary and um, our agency does a number of things inside of the department, including managing uh, the workforce development portfolio. So many of the nation's investments in job training, in registered apprenticeship, uh, live within uh, the Employment and Training Administration at the DOL. Okay. So I have to ask this. Um, we're looking at one piece of legislation is passed, another we're trying to get passed. First, the physical infrastructure, then the human infrastructure build back better. Uh, uh, would employment and training from the jobs that would come from both of those bills, do those fall somewhat in your purview? So we see ourselves as core partners in the bipartisan infrastructure law implementation, working in partnership with our uh, sister agencies in the Department of Transportation and Energy, um, because we do have an important role to play in ensuring that the jobs that are created uh, by the infrastructure law, which we're estimating to be $1.5 million or 1.5 million jobs each year uh, over the next decade, um, that there are equitable pathways into those jobs. And so we are very committed to ensuring that there are pathways through pre-apprenticeship, through registered apprenticeship, um, paid opportunities for people to earn and learn on the job, and that those pathways are open to and supportive of communities that have historically been left behind, including women, including people of color, just people with disabilities. Um, and people um, formerly incarcerated and other marginalized groups. Um, and then in Build Back Better, we see ourselves, we have a core role to play in we, there's a proposed significant investment in the Department of Labor and in the Employment and Trading Administration specifically in developing those critical pathways. Um, so it's both a complement to the infrastructure law, but also allows us to build uh, pathways into jobs in other key critical industries like healthcare, like childcare, education, et cetera. Very important, absolutely important. And especially since um and we'll segue into this in during this period of the pandemic it has been uh women and people and people of color that have been disproportionately affected by job losses haven't they yes women and people of color in particular have borne the brunt of the pandemic for a variety of reasons um certainly the lack of access to reliable child care um throughout the course of the pandemic which is something build back better would address um, has been a major challenge for women, especially women of color. Um, you know, if you're a lower wage worker who's working in a job who uh, that either doesn't sort of uh, pay enough to allow for reliable childcare, or um, 
doesn't uh, isn't flexible enough to to uh, allow you um, uh, there isn't the infrastructure there to support you, it's going to be harder to get to work. And so when we think about the programs that we offer here, it's both the actual training that we provide, but it's also that connection to supportive services. Um, it's impossible to get to work if you don't have access to childcare, if you don't have access to transportation. And we know that those services um, are disproportionately out of reach for the communities that we're talking about. And so we're really trying to think about, it's not just about the training or the job itself. It really is about supporting the whole worker in that pathway. Yeah, absolutely. Now, in, in terms of, of jobs for the month of November, new jobs report out. Um, first of all, um, I'll, I'll let you kind of break the news in your own way. Um, uh, how is this report? How did we do? Uh, I think there's a lot of really exciting news here. So I would say the big, the big news is that we are at 4.2% unemployment. Um, and that's coming, you know, if we look at uh, this time last year, um, we were in a truly devastating place. And so the fact that we're at 4.2% now, I think is nothing short of incredible. I think there are also some really positive signs around labor force participation. We did see that tick up this month, um, which is a good sign that people are feeling more confident. They're moving back in uh, to the job market. They feel safer, more secure. Um, those, are, those are all good signs. And then we're also seeing improvements uh, to sort of particular groups employment. So um, I think the one thing that stuck out to me in the report is that black women's unemployment uh, is at 5%. Um, there was a slight tick down in labor force participation. So I think we do have to pay attention to that to make sure that unemployment is dropping because black women are getting into jobs and of course getting into good jobs. Um, but I think that there's a lot to be excited about here. So, but now the, the number of jobs added, I think it was what, around 210,000? Yes. Is that so? It it that's down than what was anticipated, though, isn't it? So it was still a strong month, and we still have uh, about five hundred eighty-eight thousand jobs we had revised up from the previous two months. Um, so I think taken together, we still feel very good about the number of jobs that are being added. And again, if it's not just the jobs being added, but also more people coming into the labor market, which is something that's new. Um, that I think, while the between that and the overarching unemployment rate. You can sort of see that that there is more confidence in the labor market overall. So, so you know what Twitter's saying? They're saying what well, it says two hundred ten thousand, but we saw what happened the past couple of months. It ended up getting adjusted up anyway. Right. We saw yeah. major revisions over the summer. Yeah, yeah. So, can 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 you help us even understand that? Because a lot of people don't understand how we get a number now, and then there's a revision up, and and it's kind of been glaring the past couple of months how much it's come up. I mean, it's positive. So can do should, should we put as much stock into these new numbers or can we anticipate another revision and and what brings about those types of revisions So on most of this I will say I'll refer to my bureau of labor statistics colleagues who spend a lot of time deep in the data but I will say a couple of things uh, so first of all the the data throughout the pandemic there's been a lot of volatility just because we're in this. We're still in this unprecedented time. I think something that's always important to remember and keep top of mind for us is that you know we are still dealing with the effects of COVID across the board, including in our data collection. Um, the good news is um, we are finding out over the course of the last several months um, that we're actually underestimating the number of jobs that have been created and that people are moving into. Um, but but that is something that is not atypical for these types of reports. There typically are revisions, um, and I think again what we're seeing from those revisions is actually we're creating more jobs each month over month. Okay. So we have time for one more question. Okay, all right, well, well thank you. Um, do, do any, in, in terms of this current jobs report for November, do any 
particular industries stand out. I know um, um, the hospitality industry, uh, as it has was hard as it has been climbing back. So normally it's been that industry, but in any other industries or, or what about what about state and local? How did we do this time with those areas? Yeah, that's a great question. So we are seeing positive upticks in some of those key industries that you mentioned. There are some real challenges still with state and local governments. Um, and of course, the funds that the administration has made available through the American Rescue Plan Act can help states and localities with their public sector um, hiring, for example. Um, but the other really important thing that's happening across these sectors is we're seeing wages rise. Um, and that's a really positive sign. I think, especially for these sectors that have really been challenged throughout the pandemic, it's often the lowest wage sectors where workers are most um, precariously uh, employed. And so that that positive wage growth along with the job increases is a good a good sign going forward. All right. Happy to have you join us. Pleasure to meet you. Angela Hanks, folks, Acting Assistant Secretary and Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary for Employment and Training at the Department of Labor. Thank you for being here with us. OK, thanks so much. It's great to meet you. More MIP after this message. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save money on your insurance? Of course you would. After all, who wouldn't love a great deal, right? And when it comes to great rates on insurance for all of the things in your life, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners, condo, or renters coverage. You could save even more with a special discount when you bundle your coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And choosing to switch to GEICO becomes an easy choice. Switch to and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent and get started seeing how much you could save. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is it is Jobs Report time. He joins us every time the Jobs Report is release. The chief economist at the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, Chad Stone, is here with us. Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Just fine. Here we are doing it again, rounding out 2021. Um, so you, you've you uh, already tweeted, and, and I'll take a cue from there. Um, I've already spoken with the um, Assistant Secretary of Labor, um, and as we were talking, you know, the, the, I raised the question and I'll raise it with you. Um, I, I don't remember, Chad, a time in all the years we've done this when the um, revisions after the jobs report have been so large. Have you? So certainly last month they were huge. This month, I mean, it was it was eighty some thousand, which is still which is still a fair amount, yeah. And 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 part of it is that it takes time for um, for the reports to come in from companies, and and, that, and I read somewhere that there was a pretty low response rate initially this month. So in other words, not all the companies that ultimately are going to get their data in have gotten it in yet. I got you. I got you. And and the reason I raise it because it was funny. I think also for the first time since we've been doing this, when the jobs report came out. Twitter was saying, well, can we really believe this? Or will this be, will there be? So people are more aware and aware of revisions than they ever were before. That's right. 
So this month, for example, and you tweet about this, it's it's a it's a tale of of two reports, isn't it? Yes. So go, mm-hmm. I'll give you the floor. Break break that down for us. And, and okay. what so, so the the jobs report um, is combines the results of two different surveys. One is a survey of households asking who in your household, what, what's the labor status of people in your household? Are you working? Are you looking for work? And uh, very, very, uh, are you working fewer hours than you want? A whole bunch of questions that feed into the results of the household survey, which is where we get the unemployment rate and, and other information about, about what people are doing. The other survey is a survey of employers, actually of individual establishments of employers. So a company that has several several places of business gets gets surveyed at each one of them. And that asks employers, how many people do you have on your payroll? What's the average wage that you're paying? And those kinds of things. And that's focused on jobs, not the people in them. And so you can have a situation in which an individual has multiple jobs, say they have three jobs. They show up three times in the survey of employers, I mean, statistically, uh, three times in the survey of employers because they have three different jobs and the survey of employers asks about jobs. They show up once in the household survey because they're employed and there may be a question about multiple jobs, but that doesn't, that doesn't feed into the how many people are employed or how many people are unemployed. So it's people versus jobs and right. households versus businesses. And, and, and there's a discrepancy. And as you also mentioned, employers are, are are a little bit slower these days with responding to the survey too, right? Yes. So we can probably guess that this number for November itself will probably be revised at some point, right? It'll be, it'll be, it, it will be revised by how much um, that remains to be seen. If, if the reports of slow responses coming in this month are true, it could be revised substantially. But that's that's an unknown um, to us um, outside of the statistical agencies at this point. You document, though, looking at everything in total, that average job growth this year in 2021 has still been 550, about 555,000 a month. Correct. That's right. That's that's yes. I I didn't have to calculate it. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported it, but I would I got the same calculation in my spreadsheet. Yes. 555. That's pretty. You know, that's. Pretty, pretty substantial. Yeah, um, right. It's been a little bit slower in the past three months, but um, still, that's 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 solid, and it'll it'll get bumped up a little bit um, next time. I think the average will get bumped up. The areas that you and I always talk about: retail, hospitality, leisure. They went down a little bit, didn't they? Well, yeah, basically, uh, re- retail retail went down. Leisure and hospitality, which had been leading the way with lots and lots of job creation, bouncing back from all the job losses last year in, in, in March and in, in April. Leisure and hospitality was up just a little bit, whereas in past months it had been up a lot and was a major contributor. So it was not contributing the way it had been. So that that is one of the reasons why the uh, the jobs number is lower, because leisure leisure and hospitality is not doing as much this month or, or no, in November as it was doing in the preceding months. Any theory as to why that might be? Could partly be the reporting, but but I, I put more money on the virus getting scarier. Yeah. Yeah. And now we've got now we've got Omicron, don't we? Right. Yeah, and and I mean, we'll we'll get to it. But I mean, I've made I've made a point that the the virus is driving things. <laughs> it's one of the major reasons why we have sorts of stuff, including inflation. Yeah, yeah. More MIP after this message. 
Well, I mean, well, well, well let's get into it, though. You, you, you're, you believe that that is that is uh, a factor. I guess that we still really aren't out of this thing, even for those who might think we're past it. That's still a very real factor. Well, we're definitely not out of the virus. Um, and and we don't know about Omicron. Uh, we're, just, we're just learning uh, what, what its effects will be. But we had, we had Delta cause a lot of problems. Right. And then it started to go away a little bit, maybe made things a little bit better. But but now it's hard to know what's going on, um, which, which, which way things are trending. What we do know is we need more people to be vaccinated to get this thing fully under control. And to the extent that there are places where there are low vaccination rates, there may well be low uh, labor force participation out of out of either places still being closed or um, people being reluctant to go back to work because it's dangerous to go back to face-to-face jobs when when the virus isn't under control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's fair to say that a number of people who are looking for work, um, but as a first choice may very well be looking, or are looking um, for jobs in the, in the remote sector. Uh, I mean, that's become attractive to a lot more people. And especially for those who who already who, who had to do that now. But, you know, retail, leisure and hospitality, that doesn't really lend itself um, to no, remote. No, no. Fa- uh, fa- face to face to face stuff is is where the, the virus really matters. But you mentioned more people need to be vaccinated. Do we have any evidence that hirings are affected by lack of vaccinations i know some jobs are saying okay we want you to be vaccinated and there's still a segment of the population that is hesitant to do so and people going to court and everything do we have any evidence that that is affecting job growth itself that there are some jobs but there there are those who may not want to get vaccinated to go and get those jobs i'm sure there is i don't have i don't know about evidence relating specifically to vaccinations but we do we do know that there are Lots of job openings. Job openings are at a uh, at a high level, and there are a lot of people taking jobs. But there are a lot of people that are that are perhaps waiting um, for for it to be safer. Um, so, so I think that part of a, part of the the, the lack of uh, part of the disconnect between the, the large job openings and the fact that that maybe there's employers are having trouble filling those jobs has to do with 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 fear of the virus. Um, to some degree, it might be people who who don't want to. Who, if the employer wants vaccinations, they don't want it. But I don't. I don't have any actual data on okay. those things. This is still. This is November's report. You and yes. I always anticipate, and others as well. Um, some jump during the season, the holiday season. Is November's report too early to assess that? I mean, we'll we'll know that better in December's report whether that actually has an effect, right? Right, as 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 we've talked about these, the the statistical agencies try to try to um, put in um, a seasonal adjustment for for the usual amount of growth in jobs in the in the in the lead up to the holiday. Uh, so that so that would be as early as as early as October, October, November, and and December. Um, but because of the the craziness around COVID. Um, the seasonal factors are probably not doing a good job, so it's so it's so it's very tricky to sort out. Yes, it, it, it's definitely, and we hear we hear stories about maybe it's going to be slower or maybe it's going to be more normal. 
people I don't think people really know what how how strong the the holidays but season will be. But but here we are in December, so we. I mean, next month's report is too late to answer today's question, but. Um, <laughs> um, but, but, but another reason I ask too is because, it, it, to me, even the holiday season is getting is becoming earlier. Yeah, like I, I was confused about whether we were celebrating Thanksgiving or Christmas. It was very confusing. Right. Because uh, you know, so I'm like wondering, well, when do we when when should we really start counting this? November first? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it used to be we was, <laughs> right, right, right. Really, really. Uh, that's right. You're absolutely right. So that's why I was kind of wondering about that. Um, long term unemployed. Uh, that number has gone down, but we're still not uh, anywhere near the level that it was in February 2020. Correct. Yeah, we, we it's it's um, it, it's it's quite a bit quite a bit higher. Uh, it's it's. Um, Two two point two million people. Now it's down from four some, um, but 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 it, but it was one point one back in February twenty twenty. So it's twice as, and 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 it's it's um, about a third of the unemployed are long term unemployed. Yeah, yeah. Part time workers. Um, tell us about that number in comparison. Well, this is this is an interesting number right. because um, it's. The number of people who reply in the survey and or or counted it, you know, the, sur the survey is of uh, sixty some thousand people. So when I say that a person is counted in the survey, they're probably not, but there's somebody in there that's representing them in the survey. So people who say they're not getting as many hours as they want, part time for economic reasons, is the category. It's down from from um, uh, it, it's down. In fact, it's below where it was at the start of. The pandemic in in February 2020, which was the which was the you know was the high point of the last business cycle, so we're, we're, we're it's 112,000 people fewer than said they didn't. So so something's happening with part time jobs. Um, I mean that they're, they're part time for economic reasons. That that either it's a an improvement in this in the outlook for. For people getting as as many hours as they want, or people who can't get as many hours as they want, maybe they've dropped out. But you know, almost every number we talk about is still not back to where we were in February 2020. And this is this is a this is an anomaly. This one this is one that's that's a little bit uh, a little bit better. Yeah, that that is fewer fewer, fewer people are part time for economic reasons now than were before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Um... So as we've touched on the number of job losses in um, the low wage industries, also, of, co of course, um, uh, state uh, and local. How, how did we do on state and local jobs in November? We still have a substantial, you know, close to a million jobs lost in nine. It's 900 and something jobs lost to state and local governments and um, about two thirds of them in education. There wasn't much change month to month, but compared with before the recession and before the pandemic, we're very we're still very short million jobs and and two thirds of them in education. We're still looking among workers age twenty and older by sex and race or ethnicity. Uh, black women still leading in the percentage of job losses since February, twenty twenty. Yeah, that, that's an, it's, that's another interesting chart because if I'm remembering, uh, uh, black men's employment is actually above 
where it was in February 2020. Um, and uh, I, 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 think there, I think there's a couple others where, in all cases, women are doing worse than men. And among women, black women are doing by far the worst. White women are not doing so well either. Um, the, the white women, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but, but white, white women are down 2.7% 2, 2 or something like that. And black, uh, and black, black women are down more, more than that. Yeah, uh, uh, white women 2.7, black women 3.1%. Right. Uh, Hispanic women 1.5%. The the only uh, women's group that is uh, is not is not gone down is Asian women and they are uh, plus 0.5 percent. Right, and and black men are are plus, and I I think Hispanic men may be plus. I can't remember for sure. You're right. Black men are plus 0.1 percent. Hispanic men are plus 0.9 percent. Yeah. 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 But now you, you mentioned unemployment. Let, let's just go back to that for a minute. Um, uh, unemployment rate um, for uh, whites is 3.7, for African-Americans 6.7, for uh, Hispanics 5.2, for Asians 3.8. Um, white 3.7 a day, 3.0 February 2020. African-American, 6.7 today, 6.0 February 2020. Hispanic, 5.2% today, 4.4% February 2020 unemployment. And unemployment for Asians, 3.8% today, um, and 2.4% February of 2020. So still uh, significant yeah. ways to go. Right. Um, but the, um, the, the overall unemployment rate dropped to 4.2%. And in, in between October and November, all of those groups' unemployment rates went down and the black unemployment rate went down the most from 7.9 in October to 6.7 in uh, November. However, 6.7 is a lot larger than 3.7 for whites. Yeah. And, it, uh, and as we said, I mean, that's that's just that's that's what it's always been. It's always double or near double. It's a, it's almost a, a, a physical constant. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, that's that's the most. That's why we see people say, "Oh, well, there are jobs and there are plenty of jobs." Said, "Well, something's not right because that's that's yeah. this in my whole lifetime. It's always been double." That's and right. Probably, and probably since these statistics were first kept comprehensively going back to the '60s, it's always been double. Um, yes. So something's wrong with that. I don't care what Donald Trump says. I got yeah. anybody got jobs? I got no, no, no. Yeah. Well, what what he what what he well, <laughs> let me just say without talking about Donald Trump that in February of 2020, the black unemployment or or, or towards the end of 2019 and and just before the recession, the black unemployment rate was at historically low levels. However, the white unemployment was awfully low too, and so that ratio was still there. Mm -hmm. So, but in in absolute terms. You need a really hot economy to get the black unemployment rate really down, um, and yeah. you need um, you need structural change to yes, sir. get more equitable outcomes. Yes, sir. No, absolutely. We, it, it, that is definitely necessary. So December upcoming, of course, I know I'm sure we'll see some revisions, and then I, I wonder if they'll be as big as they were last month or the month before, and then and then we'll get a 
better read on the seasonal piece uh, and and what that means. And as you pointed out, now we've got a whole nother variant out here. Who knows what that's going to mean? But if the average is still five fifty five a month, that's not anything to sneeze at. That's that's correct. That's that, that's that's pretty good pace. Yeah, yeah. So, folks, we will uh, uh, continue uh, to see. And as Chad alluded to, I mean, vaccinations do help not just to get a job, but to not get sick. Just you know, a suggestion, uh, <laughs> uh, folks. So uh, you might want to you might want to consider that. And with with the new legislation, who knows? Um, and these won't be tomorrow. But there's some jobs that could come from that that will be created. The 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 at least the physical infrastructure, um, and um, it remains to be seen whether the Build Back Better legislation will pass and what types of jobs that might uh, that might create. Um, right, I think I think a lot of the. Um... The, a, a lot of the, um, the the momentum for job creation um, is, is coming from some of the earlier um, stimulus legislation that 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 put money in people's hands and and that because 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 of the 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 fact the fact that the economy wasn't fully opening up it was starting to open up and all that it hasn't all been spent um, and um, so that'll that'll provide um, that'll provide momentum to to demand going forward that that's what will sustain job creation of the the levels that we're expecting and get the unemployment rate um down uh but you know it, it's I, I said it's a tale of two jobs reports the household side was really pretty good 1.1 million more people had jobs that's that's now the surveys are different and have different concepts but that's a big gap between what the um what, what the payroll employment Report is saying and what and what the uh, the household report is saying, yeah. and the unemployment rate down substantially, and even labor force participation, which has been stubbornly low, kicked up a few tenths of a percent, and the share of population with a job kicked up four tenths of a percent. So if you looked just at the household report, you'd say, "Wow, that was really a great month." Yeah. yeah. If you look at the the payroll report, you say, "Hmm, what's wrong?" <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 So somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Folks, as always, if you want to sound as smart as many of you say I do when Chad is on, follow his Twitter. Chad CBPP. That's for Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. It's Chad at Chad CBPP. Uh, check out his thread. He does a great analysis. Uh, Chad, as always, thank you, buddy. And happy holidays to you and yours. You're welcome, man. To you. We're talking, I guess, 20... We'll talk next year in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank 2022. You. Wow. <laughs> and it's it's flown. This is I don't know what happened. It's just it's it's out of control. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.